Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome um, to the All of Us series in Black History Month. I'm here with Mr. Tony Gaddy, <laughs> uh, the founder, president, CEO of Upstate Black Chamber of Commerce. Thank you, brother, for being here. We really appreciate it. I, I really think the audience is going to have a lot to think about, get some insight from you, man, because it's important uh, in our community that, you know, economics, that we understand how much economics plays a role uh, in our liberation. So I'm really excited uh, to have this conversation. Where are we at today? How do we get to a place where we can have something like a Black Wall Street? Is that even possible? Oh, I'm eternal optimist. So I believe everything is possible, yeah. but it takes intention to have mm-hmm. to truly want to um support each other in that way um oftentimes with you know our organization we have a tendency to focus on the commerce aspect of what a chamber is yeah but our focus and maybe this is one of the things that allows us to kind of you know be a little different and how we go about it is that we understand that the, our foundation of the chamber is built upon our community. Mm-hmm. We have to have strong black communities in order to have strong black people to have strong and run strong black businesses. So that, in that regard, we're having a conversation around, so to speak, which came first, the chicken or the egg. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's an eternal question that no one will ever be able to answer. But we understand it's not the chicken or the egg. It's actually the farm, mm-hmm. the farm, which is the soil. Yeah, That's the foundation. So our community is our foundation. And if we have to go back and take a look at the conditions of our community, that will allow us to build healthy people mm-hmm. to start and grow mm-hmm. healthy businesses. So now we're talking about generational issues that have really nothing to do with commerce and that date back to when we actually were the commerce. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. So now yeah. we're talking about issues really around the health yeah. of our community, yeah. the socioeconomic aspects of our community, the trauma, the trust, the things that allow us to be neighbors in our hoods, if you will. Tell us a little bit about yourself, brother. Like, how did you come to be in the position you're in today as the founder, CEO, president of the Upstate Black Chamber of Commerce? As a kid growing up, we're kind of taught and educated to go towards, you know, this profession, be a doctor, be a lawyer, yeah. be this, be that. I think deep down, I always had an entrepreneurial spirit, you know, um, whether I got that from my pops, I think that's probably a large part of it. Yeah. But the, the freedom that comes with making your own choices, you know, having a say so on how much you generate income, wealth, just the freedom to move, make yeah. your own decisions as opposed to having a set schedule all day where you know every day is the same. Yeah. Never really um, conformed to that. So I, I think I was always at heart going to end up someplace in an entrepreneurial <laughs> um, endeavor. Yeah. Um, how I got into this particular uh, space is um, interesting because my, for most of my life, I was kind of with this for-profit, you know, get to the bag and make yeah, money, yeah, make yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't until I came out here in Schenectady and um, did some service as an AmeriCorps volunteer okay. that I started to kind of uh, reset my compass, not as just as a man, as a black man, but as a human being, mm-hmm. where it was not about what I got from something, but it was what I gave. Mm-hmm. And so I worked, and that's how you know I met your co-founder in uh, Jamaica over here at the Hamilton Art Center. And that led me into a path of service. Um, from that, I ended up serving some time as a second vice president of the Schenectady NAACP. 
Um, but probably the most rewarding aspect of uh, that part of my life, that chapter, because it also taught me about economic development with my time served on the Schenectady County Public Library Board of Trustees. Yeah. And during that period, we took on this economic development aspect of uh, addressing the libraries in Hamilton Hill mm. and in uh, Mount Pleasant. The, the challenge around that was, well, what do we do? Do we just put some money into them and renovate it? And we kind of took a stand and, was, and we kind of were really firm in our position. Like, no, we want to build something new. Mm. And that purpose is what led to the branch on uh, State Street, the Phyllis Bourne. The Phyllis Bourne. Yeah. 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 Despite all the naysayers and the skepticism about something like that being possible, the numbers and the metrics, once it opened up, exceeded our expectation in terms of readership and in library cards and participation in the community rooms. And that sparked the new branch on Crane. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. I believe is named after uh, Karen Johnson, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. So that was my first foray into not just, you know, service on the public service aspect, um, but also economic development. And um, moved back to Albany, um, got into the publishing um, business with a magazine, uh, struggled as any entrepreneur will. Yeah, yeah. And it was during that time I met other entrepreneurs, black, you know, black entrepreneurs, women, minorities, et cetera just kind of sharing experiences. Yeah. That impromptu gathering led to us starting a networking group that would meet every other Wednesday at El Patron restaurant. But, um, you know, being the marketing person, I was like, well, if we're going to meet at El Patron, we're going to meet on two for one margarita Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> so the first time we met was in the main room. There were like maybe six people. And then that group grew from six you know, the eight to 10 to 12. And then eventually we were meeting in the private dining room mm-hmm. of El Patron. Yeah. That's nice. And that was 2017. Wow. And then from there, you know, it grew to like maybe on any given night, maybe 30, 40 people. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, well, we should put some structure to this. And that uh, led to a conversation with a brother by the name of Dave Smith, mm-hmm. who at the time was working in DC. He's originally from Albany, but he was working in DC for us black chambers. Okay. And okay. my man, Paul, Paul Webster, he and Paul were on a train ride and Paul called me and put Dave on the phone. Nice. And Dave and I spoke and that's what led to 2018 for us forming as upstate New York Black Chamber. And then we reached out to our national office, which is in uh, Washington, D.C., spoke to them, shared with them our vision to not just be a city yeah. chamber as most are. Um, but we understood that if issues around economic development, poverty, business, resources, financing were prevalent here in the state capital. There's a good chance there were similar issues going on in Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, Kingston, Poughkeepsie, Newburgh. So we applied for a regional footprint, Mm -hmm. similar to what our people down in New Orleans have a regional chamber. So what does the region encompass? So we're, we're literally upstate New York. So everything north of Westchester is our footprint. So we have members, wow. we have members as far south as, um, you know, Kingston, Newburgh, Poughkeepsie. And as far west, we engage with Buffalo. So, okay. for example, when President Busby gets a call about the Buffalo Bills new stadium project, you know, the first person or one of the first people he'll call is, you know, upstate. And it was like, you know, we need you in Buffalo to go out there, advocate and make sure some of these MWBE opportunities and contact with the stadium yeah. project, make sure some of our businesses 
or at least aware. So we went out there and attended to meet the Prime event, got to meet with um, Turner Construction, Gil okay. Bay, yeah. who are, you know, responsible for the construction. Yeah. Um, brother by the name of Fuquan Collins, obviously yeah. brother, mm-hmm. with a name like Fuquan. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so then uh, I was texting with him the other day just to kind of see where things stood. But same thing with going to Syracuse um, to meet the people of Micron, Fran Dillard and company, just to make sure that, you know, not that we're the end all be all, but when those business owners and whether they're members or not need a voice, yeah, it's incumbent upon us to, you know, hop on the train or whatever and get out there and represent. You know, this being Black History Month, the role of economics, mm-hmm. right, especially resources. What does that mean for liberation to you in, 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 your, in your mind? Financial freedom, mm-hmm. the power to influence where you spend, how you spend, who you spend it on. And if we build that within our own community, so that spend, that 1.8, imagine a fraction of that $1.8 trillion circulating in our community for more than six hours. Mm -hmm. Even if it means, you know, we could go get it elsewhere for maybe the same price or less or whatever. Take the time to make that spend right there in your backyard because that investment right there is what transitions people from renters to homeowners. Mm. Those things create equity, generational wealth. I'm supporting your business. Mm. You're supporting my business. You're supporting your neighbors. Our kids are students in the same class. Maybe they both come up, become succession plan and they end up leading the businesses that they inherit. That is what liberation and economics. But if you don't have a healthy community, they have healthy conversations built around where we are addressing issues around why don't we do business with each other. 